0: i've never done anything like this before
1: um podcasting is pretty cool i it took me a little bit to get used to the all the technology and stuff but this is just adobe audition and It can be kind of overwhelming with all the colors and stuff but this is cool yeah um i really like the sermon this morning yeah it was a really good one um there was a
0: lot to unpack there too yeah they were
1: talking about basically how changing your mindset on even the smallest um things can make a difference in your life you know like if you want to look at it like oh this can be just another wrestling practice or no i'm just i'm actually preparing for a national title Mm -hmm. you know something like that
0: and like how powerful I I I would say like two things. Like I walked away with that sermon is perspective and also gratitude Mm -hmm. because especially um, knowing the Lord because you're left without excuse for being grateful for everything you have because in a second I'll say something. Yeah, please elaborate. Yeah, being grateful for everything you have and also having the perspective that Like we're given so, like God gives us so many gifts in our lives and so often we don't see it because we're like blind that way. We're spiritually blind to experiencing like the fullness of life every single day, even the mundane things in life, Mm -hmm. how there's so much depth to those things and how much of God's character is revealed in everyday life. So the first thing I guess was um, perspective and I worked the summer, a lands at a landscaping job with mm-hmm. two immigrants from El Salvador. Really? Yeah, that's they're, cool. They're awesome people. Were they about your age? No, they're older. Okay. Like Thirty and they had some family. I'm sure they had like a family. probably like forty. Yeah. So their brothers Juan and Dennis. Juan was older, married, had a couple children, mm-hmm. and then Dennis is single. Both of them are strong Christians, and um, especially Dennis. And just talking to them, like, it was cool too because like I got better at Spanish. Yeah. So just, like, oh, that is sweet. With them. Yeah. 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 But their perspective is incredible because they're from a different country. Like El Salvador is very different than like here in a lot of different ways. But like for example, one day we were just driving. Yeah. And and like there was deer on the side of the road, and Dennis is just like, "You eat this? Like you hunt?" <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "Nah, man, we don't eat the deer," but like they. We we'll literally like go out, and if there's an animal, they will be like, "Oh, that's dinner." Yeah, you know, like huh. Cra- crazy different from here.
1: I guess if they were in the south, it'd be a little bit uh, a different story. We'd be like, "Yeah, we eat that. We go hunting." You, you eat deer? Yeah, dude, venison's awesome. Mm. You'll have to try it if you ever um get to come back you down know, to my okay. house. Okay. Venison? Yeah, very good. It has a it has a more gamey taste. Uh uh-huh. Um, I don't know how well of an adjective that help that helps you get. No, 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 I know. It, but we, it's know like, what you're talking yeah, about. you definitely it's just too can close
0: tell. To it. My face, or is it good? No,
1: no, you're actually at a perfect volume. Yeah. I'm a little loud, it seems, but I I can kind of bring mine down. But as long as you're within like five inches, Mm -hmm. um, you should be, you sound great. Cool. Perfect. But you were talking about perspective.
0: Yeah. So Dennis told me, he says, Nick, like God has blessed you. You have money. You have a car, you have family, you have, you have a house. And then I just keep going clothes. I have my enrollment at Washington and Lee like we are blessed, he said, and you have God. There are people out there who have money, they have status, Mm -hmm. they have the world, but yet they're poor because they don't know God. And how he was saying, knowing the Lord is all you need. But, and then realizing like the grace that God has lavished upon me and you that we also like get to be in a really awesome place in our lives right now absolutely cuz like there's a lot of people in the world who don't even bef- like before like i guess opportunities to like be at a college like Washington and Lee um, there are people who don't have their physical securities like their basic needs met like food water shelter And it's just such a blessing that, like, we don't have to worry about things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, survival in that way isn't, um, like, we don't wake up in the morning and are like, what am I eating today, necessarily? Or, like, how am I going to support my family? Like, we don't have those concerns, which is a blessing.
1: Absolutely. Um, and I think it's just as important to, to not, it's very easy to take that stuff for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of a cliche but it's it's true that you know we wake up and maybe our concern is um i don't know something that shouldn't be a concern like oh my coop swipe is going to be you know it's not i'm not going to cover two swipes and uh, you know whatever whatever i'm not and and we're so fortunate um and then we have we kind of have to take a step back and like realize you know where we are and that doesn't mean that you know we're, that doesn't mean that we have to give up or feel bad for where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you have to understand. You just have to have some more perspective, and I think God provides a lot of that perspective. And that's why yeah. I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to grow in my faith um, in that respect and in some other areas. Um, and sort of my biggest goal for my uh, faith right now is um, being more conscious of God's presence, mm, you know? Wow. That. Cause I, I, I don't, I, don't I, I probably, if I'm being honest, I, I probably think about him maybe every two days. And that's, that's, I, I've never been someone that prays daily. Mm-hmm. I've always been someone that when I do pray, I make it count. Not mm-hmm. that you can pray, you can't pray daily and make it count, but I've never been someone that's like, okay, my daily prayer, I'm going to say it. I'm going to have it rehearsed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, You say you go to bed i've always been someone i'm only gonna pray when i feel like i need to pray and then when i do i'm gonna put everything aside i'm actually gonna like take it all in but um i've as 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 we get busier as we get older we can give ourselves excuse like you know you have class you have wrestling you have um, extracurriculars and it's okay to be busy that's what the, the the preacher um a couple of days ago, you know you're you're expected to have your own life. Mm-hmm. And this is what I talked about with the reverend um that I had on at my church. You're you have a life. You're not expected to to drop everything from that, but you need to be conscious and you need to work towards a conscious about God being there.
0: And that was like another point that um the woman today at, at church made was that like there really is not there's no divide between secular and um uh, what was the word she used? Secular, and I'm going to say holy for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Like God, like God yearns for us to invite him into every aspect of our lives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like there's not like, oh, I'm going to work today. I can't do anything for God or like, oh, when I'm at work, like, it's it's completely van it's complete vanity like there's it's it's not true it's like there's no divide in our lives between secular and non-secular like right and and that's something like the lord really yearns for us to give him more to like invite the holy spirit into more areas of our lives like our school our wrestling our relationships Mm -hmm. our struggles you know like god wants he wants the depths of us like he died on the cross for us like he wants every single part of us, even those things we wish we could hide or forget, God wants us to take those to him. And when it comes to um, the busyness of life, because life is busy and there's so much to do all the time. I know for me, something I struggle with sometimes is getting overwhelmed and becoming like anxious, almost where I'm like, okay, I need to get, like I start developing a mindset of, I need to get through the day, like an anxiety thing. It's like, okay, I have this to do, then I have this, and then I have this, and then I could rest. It's like when life becomes like that, if life was like a melon, or if life was like a, if life life was a towel soaked in water, when you get in that mode of, I have to go to the next thing, I have to do this, I have to, it's like all the joy of life just gets wrung out and it just becomes dry. Yeah. But like bringing God into that, he like, and you can't explain how. Like it's just a working of the Holy Spirit. But like God will completely change the way you view your work. Mm. And especially the liberation that comes from knowing that like work and status and money aren't our identity. Cause that's something yeah. that, that's something I, that she's mentioned. But th- that, the depth there is insane. Because you could be like, okay, in your head, it's not my identity. But in your heart, it's not necessarily that easy. Yeah. But then you're able to just like appreciate work for what it is without any pressure. Like I know with wrestling, you know, like it's a sport, it should be fun. But me and so many other guys struggle with a lot of anxiety around wrestling. Yeah. Performance anxiety. And what the root of performance anxiety is is if I lose, like I am. I would say it's fair to
1: say the root of it is like, I am bad if I lose. I'm not worthy. Or you're not, you're or not enough. Yeah. You're not enough. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to is I didn't do enough and you're, you have to, you're, you're basically accepting I was beat and I, yeah, I didn't do as enough as I needed to. Yeah. And that hurts to, um, if I'm, yeah. So one, one of the problems that I struggle with and that. In, in, in this conversation is um, giving a hundred percent and there's the mm. discussions of there's no such thing as giving I've, I've heard this like the discussion of there's no such thing as a hundred percent because a hundred percent means like basically death like going as hard as you yeah. can um, what's his name who's the uh, David Goggins he was talking uh, about like that guy's been, a yeah, nut
0: job bro. there's
1: there's only a couple times where he thinks he's going like over 90 percent mm-hmm. um, but basically it's 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 I've never it's always been hard for me to reconcile going, like giving a lot of effort mm-hmm. because subconsciously I know that if I give a lot of effort and I fail, mm-hmm. I truly failed.
0: Mm, that's scary.
1: Yeah, that's it's really terrifying, and that's like like there are times where in high school I'd be wrestling, and it still comes down, it's it still uh, happens, um, but there'll be times where I'll have a match that I know. I can, I could have won, um, and I'm using wrestling example, or there was a guy on my team that was a great sparring partner, but I was better then, um, yeah. and I trained harder then, but I didn't wrestle as hard as I could, because I, because, and then I lost, yeah. and so in the back of my head, I told myself, well, I, I you know, I didn't train as hard Almost, as I yeah. Yeah, so I mean, oh, I know that if I tried harder, I could beat them, but I don't want to admit to myself, that well, what if I give it all, and I still lose? mm um, has that ever crossed your oh, mind? Oh, a
0: hundred percent. It's funny you say that because that was something I definitely used to struggle with. Um, now not as much. And again, like I, I got to give glory to God for that because like, that's all him. Um, especially just taking pride out of sports. Yeah. Cause like, that's definitely a pride issue because we don't like to lose. Obviously no one likes to lose. You don't, yeah. you don't want to lose. <laughs> like you don't go into a competition, like you go in with an intent to win. Of course, but like I've done that same thing. Oh, I'm better than this guy. I just didn't try my hardest. Like that is crazy if you think about it. It's so like you're you're deceiving yourself by saying. So that. how did you approach it? Um, because you said God had a lot to do with that. I would say just that. In a weird way, for a while, I kind of like lost wrestling. Um, like, as you know, like, I took a semester off last winter, so I didn't wrestle last season. I wrestled mm-hmm. one match.
1: I wanted that. I mean, if, if you'd be
0: willing to talk about that. But. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, but taking a step back from wrestling and realizing how much I love the sport, and also, again, like, just with the renewal, complete renewal of my mind and soul, like, getting to know the Lord. The way I approached the sport completely changed, mm. night and day difference. Um, because this might sound a little crazy, but hear me out, it's meaningless. Like wrestling in and of itself, it's vanity. Whether you're a world champion, an Olympic champion, or the worst wrestler ever, it doesn't matter. But the beauty is, is that like God gives it meaning. And to me, I, it, like it, it's a way that I get to connect with people like my teammates. It's something I just genuinely love. I can't explain why I love wrestling. On paper, it doesn't make sense because it's a, it's a hard sport that demands a lot of sacrifice, um, a lot of time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a lot of pain really for yeah. not much reward. Yep. But I love it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't explain that. That's just a desire God's given me. Um, What was I saying? Oh, I love the sport. Oh, and then the other thing is like, it teaches me so much wisdom about life. And the way I approach my life, I view it, even like with my faith sometimes, I view it like wrestling, like spiritual wrestling. Like there's a lot in wrestling, a lot of parallels. And even in scripture, um, God is a wrestler, by the way. Like in Genesis, when Jacob wrestles with the Lord, it's a biblical sport, which I think is pretty cool. And then there are also just like times in scripture where it's like that concept of wrestling and wrestling with God. Mm -hmm. Because it's not, uh, oftentimes I find myself wrestling with God. Meaning like if I don't like the way something's going in my life or I'm dissatisfied with what I have now, but I know God's a good father and I know he's in control of my life. So that's like a wrestling match because I'm basically trying to God and I are wrestling to get like my heart in alignment with his. It's a good way to put it. And then also in terms of like in wrestling you have to overpower your opponent, right? Yeah. And I'd say like one of the one of the biggest things in wrestling, if you get your if you beat your opponent's head position, so if you snap their head down, like if you're clubbing on your opponent's head and you're pulling their head down, like their whole body's in a follow. Right. Like the head is really the most important. And it's the same thing with life. Like when our mind isn't right, um everything Everything crumbles
1: everything crumbles yeah um yeah i i think initially when when you discussed um sort of i don't even know what it was um but it just kind of reminded that whole thing reminded me of i like to look at life like buckets um this is something my dad kind of um illustrated to me that I use, but you have buckets of life, and then in, in your and bu- in, in life you have several buckets. It, it, it's different for each people, but I have a, a bucket full of, um, I don't know. But you have a, you have a bucket for for your family and friend relationships. You have a bucket for your relationship with God. You have a bucket for your sports. You have a bucket for your work. Um, you can have one for um, extracurriculars or, or sports, like I said, but. Trying to keep, life is all about trying to keep those balanced. Um, and they're never always going to stay balanced. Sometimes you're going to have to pull from your relationship with God to put more time in with your family. Sometimes you're going to have to pull, put more into your work, and then you have to pull away from your family. Um Sometimes, you know, there are times where I, I, I'm, okay, my relationship with God or my relationship with my girlfriend isn't as important as trying to get better at wrestling right now. And there's never, it's never going to be perfectly balanced we you're always trying to reach that balance. Um, and that can cause when that becomes stressful, like you discussed, um, and when it becomes almost like a burden, um, and it almost seems like this is something that you have to figure out and you can't actually, um, enjoy, then that's where you're, you're starting to kind of take a step back from yeah.
0: God. And, and that's also exactly like that for me, like when I find myself in a place like that, where I'm feeling discontented and kind of little angry, bitter. I guess just like dry, like I like using mm-hmm. that word. If I feel dry, I know something's up. Like if I'm going to practice and I feel like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this is over. Like I know that something's wrong. Like yeah. m- something in my like heart attitude is wrong. What you said though, I don't, like I just wanna like talk about that, um, the buckets. Like God, wants to be our only bucket. And everything else is overflow from him. Right. Because, like, here's a scripture that we talked or was preached in church today. This is first Colossians, or not first Colossians. There's only one book of Colossians. This is Colossians 16. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him like we're created for god and he wants all of us and he wants all of our lives too and our strength fails like we're not able to be everything we wish and hope and dream we could be but when we invite god into our relationships into our sports into our academics and we like genuinely like ask him to come in and change us you know mm-hmm. being like i can't do this by myself god i need your help like i could just personally testify how much my life has changed in, yeah in ways
1: that are incredible like the relationship with my parents we speak upon how it's changed Cause your your relationship, yeah. you've always had a strong relationship with God. Yeah, I think. No, I haven't. Yeah, but, no.
0: Well, no. I'm gonna say no because I was I was very have you always been I like quote unquote hungri- religious, but maybe not. I I would follower, have said I guess. before I was like spiritual. Yeah, exactly. I kind of had my own made up religion, and mm-hmm. I had, I had no, I had no truth in my life. Okay. Um. And I, when life got hard like when when immense suffering and trial hit me like a lot of anxiety and depression and just a very dark and scary time in my life i had I, I had nothing like i was desperate and that was when i really reached out to god like truly because before i was kind of doing my own thing um and i was involved with like i, I was doing like new age spirituality kind of stuff and yoga and Buddhism, I was kind of, I kind of believed like everything was kind of all roads lead to one place. Right. right. And that's not true. And that is what changed. I got to know God's word. And God's word is truth, and Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. And no one can come to the Father except through Him. So when I invited Christ into my life. And humbled myself and repented, changed my attitude about my sin. And I invited him in. Even though I was a wreck. I mean, to a degree, we all are. I yeah. still am. But like, God's my father now, and that's the difference. Um, which is incredible. Like, dude, that's something every single day I need to remind myself of that. That I'm loved by God. Because like his love is better than anything in this world by a million miles. Um, Another scripture from today, this is Galatians four, five to seven. I'm gonna read um, four to seven actually. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption of sonship Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. And knowing God as Father and experiencing his presence in my life, like you said, that's something we're all after, I think even people who don't know they're after God's presence
1: they really are. After Absolutely God's agree. Presence. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I'd identify myself as when people ask the the basic question are you religious? I'm I'd say I'm I'm very religious. I I consistently um I pray. I, I genuinely believe what I'm praying in, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure that I've found I've I've, I've had anything click. Mm. Um and which I'm I'm fine with. I'm, I'm I'm patient about it. I'm not I'm not eager to and and I'm not I'm not very, very eager to, to try to find that. And maybe that's something that I'm trying to also turn around is I wanna have that eagerness. Um but I know that I haven't had that click for me and I think a lot of people haven't either. Um yeah but it it, it comes at different points in people's lives. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's whenever it's right for you. Yeah. Um whether that's a tragedy or something great that's happened in your life. Um but yeah, I'm just trying to be patient with that. I know but we discussed.
0: also,
1: it doesn't have to. It could be now. It could be right now. Like,
0: I want to even challenge you. Like when you said, "I'm very religious." Like I, I'm gonna say this, and again, just bear with me. Like Christianity isn't religion. It is. It's not. Like the gospel, the core, like the the thing about Christianity that sets it apart from any other world religion, any other philosophy, anything else in this, in, in creation is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it really does change everything because it's so radical. And the, for, I'm gonna try to sum it up. I'd say the best way that I can sum it up is that God became our sin so that we could become his righteousness.
1: That's hard to comprehend.
0: It's incredibly hard to comprehend. Like that's a sentence. Yeah. It's incredibly comp it's incredibly hard to comprehend. And what the cross means, like Christ's death and resurrection, mm-hmm. that is that's the gospel. Yeah. God justified us. Have you ever heard of the concept like the concept of justification through faith? Because it's wild. I think I've heard of it. I, it's wild. I, I, explain it. So we are the righteous. Here, I'm just gonna read the Bible instead of try to explain it in my own words. This is Romans 5. Probably one to two, I'm gonna read. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we now boast in the hope of the glory of God. So we're not justified by our good deeds. And the Bible actually says that our good deeds are as filthy rags. That when we think we're doing something good, like sin goes so deep that there truly is none who is righteous. Like, all of us are evil, depraved creatures, and we're so selfish. We fall so short mm-hmm. from the glory of God and his standard. But the gospel is that, despite that. Um, this is Romans 5, eight. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Despite the fact that we're evil and we've done bad things and we fall short every day
1: god still loves how us how do you understand that because it's so hard for people to understand i you grew up in a household of 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 always n- being told that and always mm-hmm. knowing that god will love you no matter what and that if you if you're print, if you're if you if you love god and mm-hmm. you accept him as your father you'll be accepted but yeah i think i think a lot of the times people are just constantly told that i was constantly yeah. told that but i don't, i'm not sure if i 100% like mm-hmm. understand that do you have a different understanding
0: Dude, it's not understanding, it's experience. It's experience? Ex- it's an experiential thing. Actually experiencing that, that it's true, that God really does love you and he wants a relationship with you. It's insane. And that, like, what Christ did was he stood in our place and defeated death sin, destruction, shame, guilt, condemnation. He stood in our place and was he died, like God died. He took care of everything that stood against us. Like literally the, the things that I know, that I, my whole life I've been the most scared about and when I had a, that really tough time last winter, like I was scared, I was scared of dying. I yeah. was scared of like the unknown, like wow, what happens after I die? Like, I was thinking about that m- most of the time. Um, and the gospel, again, it it's like there's so much to it, but mm-hmm. Christ defeated death. Like he rose right. again from the dead. Yeah. And we're invited to partake in that resurrection, like through God's grace. And like, it, it's so, it doesn't make sense to us. Like we don't get the fact that it's free, that it's like, because God loves us, he did this insane thing, and now he's just asking us to come to him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we have such a hard time accepting His grace. Like, we resist His grace so much because it's like, it can't be that easy. Yeah. But it is.
1: Yeah. Um, what about these passages? Like, are there certain qualities that stand out to you? Like, why, why, why do you highlight these certain? What What about a passage makes you want to highlight it and remember it? I'm just looking at a few, I say. If it's something
0: that I guess speaks to me mm-hmm. and what that that's very vague answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, very I guess answer. I guess it's a bad question because of no, course No, no, no. Like that's a great a passage that's a great is going to be like
0: I would say something that if different. I if I wanted to like skim through it, it it's just something that Pops. Like, I'm just like, dang, like, I want to meditate on mm-hmm. that a little bit. Is this something that you think that? applies to your life that you can improve on? You th- not, not Or not relate to? More, more, more like something theological, something of God that I want to experience more. Like, for example, what does scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. That is insane because that righteousness doesn't mean that we're perfect, righteousness yeah. doesn't mean. I'm gonna go and follow God's law to a T and then God sees me as righteous. No, righteousness righteousness, in this sense is that you believe God and God credits that to Abraham as righteousness. And um, I'm not exactly sure which passage this refers to with Abraham, um, but yeah, just something like that. Oh yeah. no, this, this is um, God's promise to Abraham. That he would bring forth a son, um, yep. and that the fact Abraham believed God, and what does believing God look like for you and me? I know for me, believing God is believing that He's with me, that He loves me, and that I'm justified.
1: Um. Again, I think I think I think it's a path that like is gonna eventually. It, it's still unfolding for me, but mm-hmm. um, mine something that as so to answer your question, something that's I've believed in for, for the longest time, um, that believing God means, I go back to Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. that I believe that there's someone that has a plan for me. Yeah. And that I have, I believe in free will, but I believe that God has an outcome for me and that he'll take care of me. And as long as I am a good person, as long as that I can actively try to be selfless, as that, that, that I can I can follow him and mm-hmm. and. and you know be appreciative of everything he's given me yeah. and just be a man of my word um, just just as long as i do all the the right things that um i'll get where i need to be mm. um and that's kind of where it starts with me so like that the gospel is that
0: our good works like we don't one second i just want to like think about how to phrase it again um Instead of having confidence in my own works, I have confidence in the finished work of Christ on the cross. What do you mean your own works? Meaning me being a good person. Okay. Instead of thinking, "Ah," because it's, again, it's not true. Like that, that's the biggest thing. It's like, and if you want to get even deeper, like what is truth? Like God's word is truth. If you want to know God, this is how we get to know him. They're like the two special revelations of God are Jesus and the written word of God. Like this is like a library, Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes I'd look, I don't know, like I could just be like, oh, this is a book, but remembering when I read the Bible, what I'm reading. And it's a library of holy scriptures written by, I don't know, like how many people? I think 30 authors Yeah, um, over, very long period of time I want to say thousands of years and yet through it it's incredible this book is insane like it's it's divine the 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 it's written by god and it's apparent because of how cohesive it is and how it never contradicts itself and how it references itself like a web like there's so much that comes together so complex, yes. Yeah. And hey, wait, what were we talking about again? Like when I said, like not trusting in my own works.
1: Yeah, we like were just. Gospel. Yeah, we were just talking about um, kind of how we believe in God and, and how we our different definitions of yeah. that, um, and trusting in Jesus's works. Yes, exactly, end. and like like
0: that is the difference. Like again. I'm going to keep saying it comes down to the gospel because it's true that like you don't you don't have to be a good person meaning like you don't have to save yourself you can't save yourself it's different than that but rather you get to be a good person when you experience that overwhelming grace of God that changes from why it changes your why Mm -hmm. it changes your why do I want to be a good person from either fear or morality to love so if you're afraid if you're nice to people because you're afraid that they're either not gonna like you or you do good things to people and you're selfless because you're afraid that if you don't god's going to punish you that's fear like that is obedience out of fear sure if you do some if you do good things because it's the right thing to do because you feel obligated to do it that still isn't the gospel because There's no love there but when you experience that saving grace of Jesus and his love that despite the fact that you're a sinner he died for you like it's so radical what he did yeah and it but his work is complete. That, that what Jesus did on the cross was everything necessary for our salvation. And that we have relational peace with God now, meaning that God sees us as perfect if you're a believer in Christ, because he sees Jesus in you. yeah, We get to be treated as if we did everything he did. That is justification through faith. Yeah. And that is something that does not just it doesn't go like in the head into the heart that takes time it takes reading it takes listening it takes meditating on it takes praying it takes wrestling with but something will happen something unexplainable you can't explain it because it's a working of God how your heart will change like a good example I guess I could say is you you can build something in two ways. Mm. You can make something two ways. Say you have bricks. You could make a pile of bricks by like just stacking them on top of each other, right? Mm, right. And that's kind of like just doing works. Is like you're doing something, but like at the end of the day you still have a pile of bricks. Yeah. But organic change would be an acorn turning into a tree. Okay. Like if you you can't force it you know like some like it just it happens and you can't really explain why it happens but it just does yeah and like experiencing the gospel and experiencing like god's saving grace it's like your heart kind of goes from being an acorn into a tree Mm -hmm. i guess you could say that's a kind of a pretty good picture yeah of how to understand
1: it right um so would you say this may be a kind of a cheesy analogy, um, or metaphor, Not let it writ, man. Was, um so is it God's grace and your faith? Is that like the rain and sun that like nurtures that tree to become what it is? 100%, yes, 100%. It's it's really cool
0: too, like, um, the word uses like things to describe itself. And like washing in the water of the word is something used in scripture, like that like daily washing and repetition and a, a, like renewal like it like Jesus is the living water he's the living bread he's the bread of life mm-hmm. like our souls hunger for him even if you don't know him you're hungry for him because we're all made for him yeah we all in our the depths of our soul have a yearning for Christ because we're from him and we all want to go home to him so bad and his word is how we get to experiencing him, experience him now, like the promises in here and just holding on them, like cleaving to those promises. And if you, because I know there's, it's not like everything I read in here, I'm like, I believe that. I'm actually a very, I have a hard time believing. I have such a hard time believing. Really? Yeah. Um. I do believe, and like, that's God's grace. Because, oh, but the other thing I would say is like, I also looked into evidence and the evidence for Christianity is overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Like the way this book is written, like I don't know if you knew this, but the gospels are like primary s- historical sources. The way these are written are not um, not myths, they're not stories, they're historical accounts. And like Jesus, was a real person and he was crucified and he did ro- he did um, resurrect from the dead and then you look how the apo- like the apostles the 12 where they went like before and after pentecost like when the holy spirit came down like they all were martyred like brutally murdered for Christ um and then, just how Christianity had gotten, like, has become what it is today, like how the Gospels reached so many people.
1: Yeah,
0: like all coming from the Son of God, one man.
1: Yeah. Um, what's unfortunate is, is we're just our nation's starting to become more secular. Yeah. Um, by the day, and it's, you know, it's depending on who you talk to. Um, that's good or bad but i mean i i'd like to think that moving away from um the the selfless and and all the the teachings that the bible has just to, of how to be a good person and how to be selfless and um just a better person i think moving away from that isn't a great idea mm, i agree but, um you know that's that's a complicated issue i don't have a lot of advice on but um i do want to know one thing yeah um, so after your time off, um, after your semester off, I know it's still an ongoing process, your relationship with God. But yeah. um, what day to day changes have you made, or have you noticed, like even from waking up and how you approach tackling the day, <laughs> mm. um, how you approach going into practice, how you you know talk to your family on the phone, what what changes have have you made that, you, I, that you'd be willing to share? There's a lot. I'd say the biggest things is like experiencing like
0: fruit of the Holy Spirit like joy, hope, and peace that I never had before. Um, just love so much love and knowing that God is with me and knowing I, I have him to run to at any time, any time. like I there's not a word. There's not words I could use to describe like what it's like to know God mm-hmm. um, and to have him, I, cause I don't remember anymore, like what I did before I had him. I don't know how I got really. High. Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, like, like, like a relationship, right? Um, how you can be like, God wants us to be dependent on him, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I, I just realized like how much time I get to spend with my father now. And the I guess a huge thing that's changed for me is how I see other people. Because we're made in the image of God, which is incredible. People are incredible. Um and like the joy of like just such simple thing, even this conversation, like just getting to like be here with you and talk about God. Yeah. Is like, do you, see a, that? do you see that
1: as a working of Christ? Do you 100%. see that got Christ working through you right now?
0: Yeah. And it it feels weird to say yes, but the the truth is yes. But again, I'm so unworthy. Yeah. In in Revelation, um, like John describes how like in heaven you'll get like a crown. And when like Jesus steps off his throne, everyone throws their crown down in front of them because no one's worthy of anything, but it's all God's grace. Like if you love somebody, like your girlfriend, you wanna lavish things on her. Like you wanna give her flowers. You wanna take her places. You wanna give her the world. That's how God feels about us. How much more does he feel that way about us? he's God. <laughs> We're just dudes, bro. Yeah. We're little worms. We're nothing yeah, compared to him. Exactly. Dude, like the invitation of God is incredible because he wants to be your father. But even more than your father, he wants to be your bridegroom. Huh. He wants to be your bridegroom. There's a book in, Ho- there's a book in the Bible. It's called Hosea. Uh, listen to a crazy teaching about it. This book is nuts. So... How are we doing on time, by the way? Perfect. Okay, cool. Uh, Yeah, it's 45. We're about 44 minutes. So, So, like, this is extreme, but this is a picture of God's grace because, because, like, we're wicked. But God, like, puts up. Like, he's long-suffering. He puts up with us. This is the New Testament? No, this is the Old Testament. This is a minor prophet, I believe. Okay. But, okay. So, basically... Hosea is a, here, I'm just going to read this. When the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So Hosea, like God tells Hosea to go marry an adulterous woman, like a woman who will cheat on him and have sex with other men so that. he would be able to understand like what God's people are like to him. Mm -hmm. Because we're spiritually, we're prostitutes because we commit adultery against God. Yeah. All the time. We put other things before him. We do things that we know he doesn't approve of, but we still do them. Like we cheat on God all the time, but he puts up with us because he loves us. And, I, like, one thing that just, like, melts my heart is realizing that when I sin and mess up, that God's not mad at me. He's hurt. Like, he's sad. He's not mad like a like a slave master in heaven saying, don't do that.
1: He's hurt. He's like, oh, you broke my heart. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I put my heart out there and you just... Stepped on it. Exactly. And looked me in the eye and knew that it was wrong and still did it. But he's merciful. Like
0: to a degree we can't understand. Like, yo, I can. don't think we can. No, uh, we it, can. it's so but, hard. but it takes you back to that place where he says, I died for you. Yeah.
1: I took on your eternity in hell for and you. That's, yeah. And that, I think that's where faith, that's why it's called faith. Yeah. That's, I mean, you have that, That you can get up to 99% of it. You can, you can understand, you can sort of sympathize. You know, I've let someone down. I've let my friend down yeah. before and I've, I've seen disappointment in my parents' face. Mm-hmm. But how do they keep forgiving? Parents are a little different. You know, there's an unconditional love, yeah. um, but we're still human. Mm-hmm. So you can get up all the way to 99%, but then that 1% that you just can't grasp of how does, how is he so merciful it's his
0: character, bro. That's, like, that's, that's, just that's where your faith comes in. Yeah. You have to put your hands up. And... Mm-hmm. and like like reading reading the word is such an important discipline. And like I'm very happy to hear that you're like getting, I'm interested into, in it. getting into reading. That's one. something I want to
1: talk about. I don't want to cut you off. No, uh, no, no. Go ahead. But we were discussing, um, it kind of like a question too. Yeah. We were discussing me jumping in and... Um, finding time to read the Bible, and I think it'd be a better way, um, a healthier way to spend my free time rather than, like, finding a new TV show or mm, something like 100%. that. hundred
0: percent. Yo, um, here, you want to talk about the Bible?
1: Yeah, so I, I do, th- um, but yeah. one of my questions I wanted to ask is, one, um, I'm interested in reading it, and I saw this, you know, this this breakdown of, like, how to finish the Bible in a year, yeah. reading all this stuff. It's not, you don't necessarily read it chronologically, but it's, it's this breakdown that you can keep track of, um, and then you discussed the gospel of John, but for people trying to sort of get into reading the Bible or mm-hmm. at least want to read portions of it, what what's the, what do you think the most sustainable way of like reading it, um, and actually taking in what it has to say, like, I, how would you approach that? Cause that's, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a pretty overwhelming. Yeah. Text.
0: Yeah. To, so there have been times where I've read a lot and retained nothing. And there have been times where I read one verse and it stayed with me the whole day, and I meditated on it, and it was like, it was like I read, I it, I can't even say it was like I read a lot, but the amount, what I gleaned from it was, I, I can't explain it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that it's the power of God, like, his word is very powerful, and meditating on it and praying. If, dude, if you don't understand something, and and you just like ask God, like, Lord, Help me see what you mean by this, or like like wrestle with it, like ponder it, meditate on it, like think about it, break it down. Don't change its meaning, don't be like, don't look too deep into it, but really like read, because the word of God like says what it says, you know? Yeah. Like it says what it says, and sometimes what it says is alarming, but instead of like being like, oh, all right, whatever, like really wrestle with it. like. Think about it. Think about it. Take it in. That's what I would say. Like, take your time with it and savor it. Like like you would savor like a like a tasty meal. Like don't just like sit down, and just go and then go on the rest of your day. I know for me, like I that's like something that, especially here where there's like a lot of stuff going on, it's hard, it's harder to become still. But really finding a quiet time to just Intently focus. Even if you read one verse and just think about it throughout the day, I would
1: say, above all, enjoy it. Don't let it become something that's just a
0: checklist. It, don't let it become a checklist.
1: Yeah. 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 Wonderful. Where would you start? Would you start uh well expand on the Gospel of John? You said this. I would say favorite. I would say the two
0: the two books I'd read first. And it's funny, like I, I, I read the Gospel of John one time a while ago. I want to read it again and take my time with it more mm-hmm. um, I would say the two books I would recommend to read first would be the Gospel of John and then the Book of Romans. The Book of Romans is incredible.
1: I haven't heard my, many people talk about that. The
0: Book of Romans is incredible. It's It's like um, man the words escape me there's so much like core tenets of Christianity in there like Again, righteousness through faith, freedom from the law, the love of God mm-hmm. um a lot of prophecy from Isaiah like the book of Isaiah there's so much in there um yeah I would say those two first and the book of john is is really good too
1: sweet yeah very cool um not sure if I have any other questions do you have any questions for me or topics that you want to discuss i would say
0: like tell me about your experience with faith growing up
1: mm. yeah this is an interesting one so i as soon as i could remember my parents um i'll talk about adoption before i get into faith but as soon as i could remember um i always ask my parents you know like um when they how old was i when they told me i was adopted and they explained like as soon as you could comprehend so i, I really have no idea when i understood what that was. But they've always told me as soon as I can, hey, this is where you're from. This is part of your heritage. This is something to celebrate, something to be proud of. Um, but going into that, I asked them, um, when I got a little bit older, I was asking about, you know, how did you hear Belarus? Um, how did, why that? Why why not in, in the U.S.? Yeah. Why not um, anywhere else? And my mom has a story of, it's not a very long story, but it's Basically, that they were praying and and they tried to have biological kids and they couldn't, so they were praying and praying and praying. Well, God showed them, just give us a sign, you know what 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 should we do? Um, and my mom said she just woke up and she said we need to go get a we need to look into Belarus. I look <laughs> at this, but Dad's like I've never heard of that, never even knew that it was a country. How'd your mom know about? <laughs> I don't I don't know, um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh That's I think incredible. she just had a I think she just had a a feeling about something in the East. I don't know the exact story. I don't know if it was Belarus or but it was something where we need to look here. Um and yeah, so they went they went and looked at um, you know, they they went to St. Louis and looked at the, um orphanages and, and everything like that. And the only reason I bring this up with faith is because one, that story of you know, praying and, and and being being guided somewhere where you have no, no experience. Like, this is uncharted territory. You have no clue. One, adopting, not even on my parents. My dad was like 26, 26-year-old. 26 wow. You know, like, that's not even wow. close to being on the radar. And yeah. then, hey, let's go to a third-world country. That's not really a term anymore, yeah. but at the time, let's go to this third-world country and look at kids that, you know, we can give an opportunity to. They go there. My dad said... And I, I want him to get him on the podcast because I love to hear um, the way he elaborates. And it's very different than my, the way my mom does. And they're both very unique. Um, but he explains, he's looking at all these photos of of kids that are coming up on the screens. Um, and they had like videos or like, I think they, yeah, they had videos of all these kids. And my dad's like, how, how are you supposed to do this, Lord? How am I supposed to choose a child? Yeah. How am I supposed to choose one kid? How how, how do I know? I, I, I And... Like, that's that's a lot of pressure, especially as a 26-year-old. Okay. He said he, he went to the military, he went to college. He had no idea that, in like, year a couple years after, he's going to have to be, yeah, time. he's going to have to be, he's gonna about to be a dad, but he's going to skip all the, the year and a half, um, the, the, the beginning stages. He's about mm. to have, he has to choose someone, and he didn't know what to do. And he said, right when I came on the screen, he knew. And he said, he started crying, and he said, that's it. That's the one. And it's a great story. Um and he said he's never been more sure of anything in his life, um, which is <laughs> that's pretty cool. Incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a cool story. but that's kind of segues into to, to my religion is like I've always grown up in a household where not necessarily where my parents my parents have never been someone like really, really strict about pushing the Lord, but yeah. we, we try to we try to just adopt a lot of the teachings the Bible um, promotes in just in just the way that they've raised us. Um, And not necessarily like, we go to church, but maybe the smaller things like let's, let's put down our phones and have a meal together and be grateful Mm -hmm. where we are and be grateful that, you know, um, James got to play football today and that we had a victory in here and that we're all together and that we're healthy and we're happy. and you know, uh, I I grew up going to church, um, not as much as you would think, but we still went, and um, it was one of those things that was always it, it was it was looked forward to. But um, I don't know where I was going with this, but yeah, but God's always been some something in our household where we've mm. we've discussed um, and we talk about it, but it's never been something. As my dad's gotten older, actually in the past year, he's been going to a Bible study and he's been become much more religious and wow. it's, and it's, and it's relieved a lot of stress for him. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, and I think, I think everyone, like we were talking about, it's going to click differently for yeah. people at different times. Um, and my dad's and my mom's always said the same thing as Jeremiah 29, 11 is the, is the verse that she taught me is, you know, when I was going through a lot of anxiety stuff in fourth grade there is peace and God has a plan for you to prosper and not to harm you. Um, I think is what it says and to give you hope in a future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I believe that more than ever. And I've, so religion in our household has always been kind of like a day by day, be grateful, love, love your friends and, and your family and then come back and be grateful for the gifts you have. And I, mm-hmm. I, what's interesting is I, I want to kind of end on like different ways people pray. Yeah. I've always, um, I always pray by—like I said, I don't pray often, but when I do, um, I'm very deliberate. And I always pray sort of the same way, but I have—it's the same structure. It's not always the same content. But um, I always thank God for everything before. I, I don't go in—I don't ever want to approach it like I'm asking for his help. Yeah. Because I want to be appreciative, and I want to I acknowledge that he's given me so much, and he's introduced ideas to me, and he's introduced people in my life, mm-hmm. and he's introduced— um, you know, uh, opportunities that I should be grateful for. And then I need to ask for forgiveness and I need to understand that I'm a sinner and I'm not perfect, but you're still giving me a chance. And I'm appreciative of that. And then you can get into, you know, making sure that you're healthy, safe, and happy. I think are the three things being healthy, safe, and happy are the um, three key things I try to look when I pray about my family, friends and myself. Um, And then you can get into the Mm -hmm. other stuff that you're struggling with. But, um, I think that was a long-winded answer. To, no, it was a great answer. To, no, to what it is, is. But I think my religion is still day. changing, and yeah. I hope um, I hope my brother finds some of that. Um, yeah. How do you—is there a certain way you pray? You approach pray praying? Um, there's a couple. Um, I'd say, like, the
0: biggest thing when I pray is just remembering who God is and— how much he loves me. Because First John, ah, uh, let me see. I wanna, I wanna get like the actual verse. Yeah, go for it. One second. So this is a verse in First John. This is First John four nineteen. We love him because he first loved us.
1: He loved him before he first loved us. We love. Him. No,
0: we love him. Because okay. he first loved us. That really changed my understanding. Because I I always kind of felt like almost like a guilt feeling of like oh I'll, I need to love you better or I need to be better for you like I don't because we don't love God as we should we don't do yeah. not we don't. We, come, we don't come close but the reason why we love Him is because He loved us first He's the initiator and that's crazy yeah He's the initiator. And he initiated our relationship before the foundation of the world. But like one way we see that and know and like what my confidence in, what like I pray your confidence will be in, is in Christ's crucifixion. Because that is God's love expressed towards us. It's forgiveness of sins. It is citizenship into heaven, adoption to sonship. Like, like, like we have in, in God, a heavenly father who's perfect. Like we have earthly fathers and that's a blessing that we have earthly fathers, but they're imperfect. Like we really don't know how to approach God as a perfect father. But like when I pray, I try to remember that the one I'm talking to is a perfect father who truly like only wants my best and he wants to prosper me and he loves me. And the way I know he loves me is because he sent his son to die for me. And remembering like the fact that I'm loved so perfectly, that every human being is loved so perfectly, I'd say it's the biggest thing. And then like everything else that I pray for, it really gets put into perspective from there I guess the biggest thing I pray for is that God's will would be done in my life because his will is so much better than my will. Mm-hmm. It's so much better, yeah. bro. Yeah, He's such a good father. And all I can do is testify on, about his goodness. Um, but it's, it's definitely, it's a journey. And it's like the best journey ever. Getting to know God and finding truth, like finding truth, discovering the truth building faith in the truth because faith is just applying what we know to be true. Faith is the substance of things unseen. Faith is believing in what we know is true like in 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 midst of adverse circumstances, in the midst of my own feelings, in the midst of my own thoughts, like holding fast to the word of God. Um and just yeah, just fighting the good fight of faith and like pursuing truth relentlessly. Um, because like this book, it has been changing lives for, I guess, two centuries now. And it also changed mine um, a lot. Yeah, God's a good father. And just remember, like truly in my heart, realizing that when I pray is number one and then again from there everything else kind of overflows
1: what a pleasure <laughs> this is a great conversation zam i appreciate you uh joining you me the
0: opportunity this was sick yeah i did a really cool experience yeah yeah i okay. feel official bro yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited to release this and um i'm sure you got to elaborate on some things dude, wait can never... i say something too yeah do
0: anyone I. out there listening i just want you to know That Jesus
1: loves you. Boom. That's it. I agree. (laughs) Up arrow. (laughs) All right, damn. Appreciate it, brother.